Well, good morning. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm Doug Ray. I'm your host, and with me is uh, Bryce Payne, co-host and also board op. Good morning, Hi. Bryce. Good morning, Doug. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Where were you? Colorado, sunny, snowy. Denver, Colorado. Did you go out to check out a Rockies game, a Broncos game, an Avalanche game? No, 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 nothing like that. My son got married. Congratulations. Yeah. That was probably one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. Now, why? Well, he married this beautiful young Venezuelan girl and her family, obviously, from Venezuela. And uh, it was just a fun, upbeat wedding. Yeah, okay. And, and boy, did they dance. Nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And you had some fun weather, I understand, back in yeah, my home you know, state when, you, I, when you were there. Yeah, we, we had gotten there on Friday. It had just snowed eight inches. And uh, my wife had picked out this house uh, because the backyard was set up real nice to grill and everything. And so that uh, – that Saturday evening, we wanted to have our family over, you know, for a cookout. And I got there, and I saw that snow, and I said, there's no way. Well, it cleared up Saturday, sun came out, and the snow went away. Okay. I mean, boom, it was gone. So okay. we, we, we had the uh, had the family over, had the grill, and uh, it, was, it was a fun evening. And then the wedding was on, on Sunday. And then Monday, uh, we left, and they were going to get another eight inches of mm-hmm. snow. And um, my older son was the last flight out of Denver. When he was coming back. When he was coming back to Florida, and they closed the airport around 7 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> Apparently, this has been one of the snowiest years for Denver. Okay. Uh, it goes back, to, I think, about uh, 10 years, in fact. Now, folks, if you don't know, my home state is Colorado. I uh, have lived in Colorado, in Carolinas now, more than I've lived in Colorado, but Colorado is still kind of my home base. My parents are still out there. My brother's out there. But, Doug, do you understand now maybe why I like Carolina better than Colorado? I, yeah, I do. I, but uh, my my son loves it out there. Oh, I mean, it's nice about seven or eight months of the year. But I just yeah. I just got tired of that snow dictating what I do and when I do it. So welcome back. Congratulations to you and your now expanded family. Happy for you all. And uh, let's give a shout out to those, whether they're in Colorado, Carolina, or wherever else they uh, uh, come from. For those who put on the uniform, as we always do, we at the Wealth Guardians here want to tip our hat and salute you for your service to our country. So thank you very much to you and your families. And Doug, you served as well in the Navy, hunting down those uh, red uh, Soviet submarines. Nuclear ballistic missile submarines. All right. Well, thank you to you for your service as well and keeping them at bay. Uh, what are we doing this week, Doug? We are doing a uh, another round of listener questions. Listener they keep questions. they keep coming in. No matter how much information we throw out there on these radio waves, people have more and more questions all the time, and uh, we want to uh, satiate them with answers. So let's get started on this for this week. Our first question in uh, is coming from Statesville from Bradley, and Bradley says, "Bryce and Doug." I like how he put my name first. Should I Maybe be? Maybe co- yeah, let's answer the question then. <laughs> okay, I will. Should I be completely maxing out my four hundred one k and Roth IRA before opening a taxable brokerage account, or is there a benefit to opening a separate brokerage account to provide more flexibility, even if those aren't fully maxed out to their yearly contribution limit? So that's a great question. That is a very good question. I like that. So most of the times, people ask us, "Should I max out my four hundred one k?" But Bradley's taking a slightly different angle and saying, "Should I be maxing out?" out my um, 401k and Roth IRA. So your 401k, Doug, has some benefits to it. One, you can contribute much more 
to a 401k than you can in a traditional IRA. So your IRA, you're limited to 6,500 or 7,000, depending on your age, or is it 5,500, something like that, depending on your age. A 401k, what is the limit on around a 401k these days? Is that around? It's pretty high. I think it's about $55,000, depending upon your income. Okay. You know, he didn't say if he had a Roth provision in his 401k, but... uh, Well, the difference there between a traditional provision and a Roth provision is that the traditional saves you tax money in the year that you make the contribution, but whenever you eventually take those monies out, you've got to pay the taxes on it then. A Roth contribution, whether it's in a 401k or just a standard Roth IRA, is after-tax money. So it gives you no assistance, tax assistance in the year that you make the contribution, but boy, does it give you uh, some credits later on down the line whenever you take the monies out, hopefully after you're 59 and a half, you do not have to pay taxes on any of it at that point. So you've already gotten the taxes out of the way. But there is uh, something I want to address with Bradley's question about, is there a benefit to opening a brokerage account rather than contributing to my 401k? And there, there's not a tax benefit, uh, Bradley, but there is a benefit in that your 401k generally has a handful, maybe a dozen, maybe two dozen or three dozen mutual fund options that are available to you in that 401k. A brokerage account, if you went out on your own, you're going to have the entire world of investments open to you. Uh, You'll be able to find less expensive investments. You won't have to pay the 12B1 fees you have to pay in a 401k. So there are some advantages to that, but they're not tax advantages. And Doug, what am I missing? Yeah, I don't think you're missing anything. I just like the way uh, Bradley's thinking. I mean, he's talking about saving, saving, saving. Right. That's good. One other thing I might mention to him, you know, there are some age restrictions on these IRAs and 401ks. So, uh, you know, you might uh, think about putting some money in all three of these things. That's very true. So an IRA or, well, brokerage account is not going to have any restrictions on when you take that money out as far as a government penalty goes. But if you contribute to an IRA or 401k, the 401ks have some loan provisions in them. If you, if you contribute to those and you try to take the money out you can be hit with a fee that that would not be occurring through a brokerage account. So, Doug, thank you for bringing that point up. Good uh, good observation there. Well, good luck to you, Bradley. You're on the right track. Very good. All right, Doug, let's uh, let's go over here. Uh, looking at the uh, time, let's talk to Donna real quick in Lexington. And she says, I just got a prospectus for an investment that's been proposed to me. I can't imagine actually sitting <laughs> and reading through it all, and I don't know that I'd understand much of it if I did. Am I hurting myself if I don't go through the whole thing? Boy, how many people have read through an entire prospectus? I have read one, and it was because I was obligated to. Me too. That was about 30 years ago. And that was painful. <laughs> no, Donna, as long as you completely understand the investment you're getting into – all the pros, all the cons, fees, that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think you have to read that prospectus, even though it is an SEC requirement to send that out before you purchase. But, uh, you know, it's uh, in fact, some of these things are comical. Uh, They're so thick. In fact, I remember a few years ago, uh, instead of giving you the big, thick book, they would put it on a disc. Yeah, right, (laughs) right. And Donna, I might add this too. If you are uh, trying to, if, if you're concerned about your investments or your investment strategies and you'd like a second opinion, you can certainly give us a call uh, at the Wealth Guardians. Our number is 336 391 3409. Again, that's 336 391 3409. We would do with you what we do with anybody who is approaching retirement. Uh, 
would sit down with you and ask you a bunch of fiduciary style questions, make sure we understand your goals and your objectives, your risk tolerance, and uh, see if your portfolio actually matches up to your risk tolerance or if you're taking more risk than you thought. And additionally, we might make some recommendations on what would be a more sound portfolio for you to accomplish your goals and objectives there. Again, 336-391-3409 is how you could reach out to us to get a uh, more complete answer on whether or not just that uh, one investment, but your entire portfolio is meeting your needs. So thank you for the question, Donna and Lexington. We appreciate it. Doug, let's go to another one quick before we go to break here. Uh, Chris in Moxville says, I'm 66 years old. My wife is only 47. All right, 66 and wife is 47. Hmm. And we have a daughter that's eight. All right, getting started late in life there, Chris. What kind of retirement planning challenges do I need to be thinking about with our unique family situation? And that is a unique one. We've seen them come through here. Indeed, you do have some unique situations to think about here. Uh, Number one, uh, life insurance. Yes. You are 20 years older than your wife. Odds are, uh, you know, us guys, we predecease our our wives 75% of the time. That's the way they like it. Even if we're, yeah, (laughs) even if we're the same age, in your situation, it's almost uh, probable that you'll you'll predecease your wife. So you want to make sure you've got them protected. The other thing to think about, Social Security, too. Uh, You're 66. You don't tell me if you're been drawing your social security yet right i would recommend that you probably wait till 70 because that way if you do predecease your wife you'll pass on the maximum benefit and so in fact uh, speaking of social security folks we're doing our uh, next social security workshop this tuesday april 27th at 6 30 seats are starting to fill up so i would recommend that you come to this one because we probably won't do another social security event until this fall so it's this Tuesday, April the 27th at 6.30. It's at the Broy Hill in Clemens. Uh, you can register by going online at thewealthguardians.com, clicking on the event tab, or simply picking up the phone and calling 336-391-3409. You got anything else to add to Chris's uh, situation? I do. Going back to Social Security, Doug, you notice the age of Chris's child. Chris is 66, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's got a daughter that's only eight. So if Chris files, whenever Chris files, how old is his daughter going to be? Well, she's going to be underneath 16. Mm-hmm. And why is that important? Right. Because he can, Chris has the option to get Social Security benefits for his daughter while he's filing for Social Security. This doesn't come up that often because most of the time when somebody is Social Security age, their children are already grown. But Chris, in your case, I would recommend that you come to our seminar, at least talk to us about your options here, because you have a very unique filing opportunity to get you more money that you might have otherwise missed out on if you weren't aware of it. So that's what I would add to the to Chris as well. And Doug, we just had our first Social Security seminar this last week, and it went very well. So as you said, this upcoming Tuesday, we've got another one to go to, uh, we're, we're putting on. So folks, if you haven't uh, been to one of ours, please register. And we're about to head to break here. And Doug, I've got a Social Security trivia question for All us. We're right. going See if we can stump Doug on this, folks, as we try to. Here we go. Here's our trivia question. The answer is going to come back on the other side of the break. Prior to 1937, the Social Security Agency did not issue your Social Security number. It was issued by what government agency and why that specific agency? 
All right, folks, Doug's got a confused look on his face. He always has a confused look on his face, but he's got a more confused than normal look on his face right now. Stick around through the break, and we will come back with that trivia question and more listener questions. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show, folks. Thank you for sticking around through the break with us. I appreciate that. Doug, appreciate it as well. If you are listening here now, and you are maybe five to seven years from retirement, and you're starting to wonder if you've got all of your ducks aligned for that, well, I've got good news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer anybody in that position a free second review of your portfolio and uh, let us show you how you can learn to retire the job yet keep the paycheck. There is no cost and no obligation for sitting down with us. It's what we do. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us and schedule your appointment with us. It's 336 391 Doug and I sit down with hundreds of couples or clients a year and see what services or um, benefits we can offer somebody in our line of work as fiduciary retirement planners. So again, 336-391-3409 if you'd like to sit down with Doug and myself, whether it's in the office, over the phone, or through a, a virtual webinar, we would be happy to uh, see what we can do for you. Now, as we do now, and coming back in the second uh, part of the show, we want to highlight a uh, part of our website, and so our weekly website highlight here on thewealthguardians.com is I want you to go to that website and scroll over at the top of the tab that is titled Media Center. And on there is a drop-down menu, and I want you to click on Doug's Book. Doug has actually <laughs> written a book. It's called Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. He wrote this with Jack Canfield. You might know the name Jack Canfield. If you've ever read any of the Chicken Soup series books, he is the writer of the Chicken Soup series. Doug sat down with uh, Jack and wrote a book about two years ago, and it actually uh, climbed to number 11 on the Amazon bestseller list at one point. So, Doug, uh, that book uh, talks uh, a lot about various aspects of retirement planning. Yeah, it does. You know, actually, I, I didn't write the whole book. What the concept was about, Jack wanted to, to put this had this idea about collecting advisors across the nation who specialized in retirement planning and put a book together that uh, emphasized several different areas of retirement planning. So actually, uh, there are a dozen or more of my colleagues across the nation. We, we, uh, we put chapters in, in that book, and, and uh, you know Jack had inputs to it as well. It was, a, it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. In my chapter, I tried to tell a little bit of a story about an executive who – was facing retirement and what to do with a big uh, lump sum rollover of his 401k. And uh, so it was um, It was an interesting story, um, a lot of fun to write. And since we're doing the Social Security seminars coming up here, we talked about it in the first set, we'll talk about it here in the second set segment as well. Is there anything that discusses Social Security in that book? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's uh, other advisors that have written uh, case studies about some of the Social Security things that they've crossed in. So, yeah, there's a lot of really good chapters in that book that just touches on just about every single uh, aspect of retirement. There's some horror stories in there. Okay. And, and there are some real success stories, too. Very good. Very good. All right. Yeah, if you're going to uh, plan for retirement, of course, the conversation has to incorporate Social Security, tax mitigation. There's a number of different things. It's not just what your investments are in. 
And so that's what your book talks about is the different ways to structure your accounts mm-hmm. and uh, planning and all forms of income and uh, outgoing expenses in retirement. All right. Well, uh, folks, if you're interested in that, again, wealth, thewealthguardians.com. Scroll over the uh, Media Center uh, tab and then click on Doug's book and you can get an idea of what it covers there. And Doug, that's still available on Amazon? It is. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, then let's uh, go back, flash back to our question on the first segment, our trivia question where we try to stump Doug. The question was, prior to 1937, the Social Security Agency did not issue your Social Security number. It was issued by what government agency and why? So that's the question there. See, I threw that second part in there and why to give you maybe a little tip because, Doug, you will be able to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> no? You know, you really do come up with some good trivia questions. I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to say the Treasury Department. Okay. And the why part? Yeah. Well, they had to have a way to keep track of everybody and income taxes and so forth, I guess. Okay. Well, uh, no. no, we uh, we got Doug this week, folks. Uh, that doesn't happen too often, but we did get him this week. The department that issued Social Security numbers in the first year was the post office. No way. And why? Because your Social Security number up prior to 2011, they changed this rule after 2011, but part of your Social Security yeah. number was based on the zip code where you filed to get your Social Security that number. That part I knew, yeah. So that's why I threw the Y in there, because I knew you knew that part. So yeah. I thought if I said Y, you might be able to, to deduce that. I'd have never dreamt the post office, no. But of course, uh, after 2011... Uh, hacking got to be such a thing and uh, there were computers uh, programs that were designed that could basically almost predict what your social security number would be if they had a few bits of information on you so now the social security numbers are completely randomly generated but uh, yeah there you go post office was the uh, original agency that issued your social security number folks if you out there knew that i want you to pat yourself on the back because even i and Doug did not know that. I had to look that trivia question up. And Doug and I are certified with the National Social Security Association. But that little tidbit they left out of our uh, <laughs> yeah. of our uh, training session. All right, let's go back to our listener tra- uh, listener questions for uh, the week here now. Uh, starting off the second segment, we've got Jerry in Germantown, and Jerry asks us, uh, Doug and Bryce. I'm going to throw the Bryce in there. I'm 65 and recently had a heart attack. Sorry to hear that, Jerry. Hope yeah. you're doing well. I'm out of work for another week, but then should be back to a normal schedule. Power to you. My wife seemed concerned about my future health, but I still have no plans to retire anytime soon. Can you tell her that I'll be fine and it's normal for people to work past 65? Jerry, I feel that you are uh, trying to pull uh, Doug and myself into a uh, family squabble, and I know better than to get into those. But Doug... Address Jerry's concerns here about uh, how, when do people retire? That's a really well, loaded question. Jerry, what a question. Um, yes, people do work past 65, but uh, I mean, you've had a heart attack. People recover quite nicely from heart attacks and can go back to work, but I don't know your situation, and I'm certainly not a doctor. I'm sure your wife is concerned. Really, though, I think that would be a question that you and her and your doctor need to sit down and discuss. But a financial planner, when telling you whether or not you are okay to retire at this point, might be able to help you deduce it on that end. The question would be for me, Jerry, is you say you have no plans to retire soon. 
Why is that? Is that because you really enjoy your job and you identify with it as part of who you are? Or is it because you feel you can't retire now for financial purposes? If that's the question, if that's what's behind you asking this, Doug and I would be able to help you come to an answer on that and tell you, hey, look, Jerry, you've got to have some kind of income for four more years, whether it's you working part-time or full-time or doing something else. Or we might say, you've already done a great job of savings, and if you want to quit now, then you can, and there would be no financial setback for you in doing that. So Jerry, uh, let us uh, take a look at your portfolio and see if we can offer you the answer at least to can you retire, not should you retire, but can you at least. And again, our phone number for coming to that answer would be 336-391-3409. But thank you for the question, Jerry. I'm glad to know that you're feeling better, and uh, hopefully you do are able to to uh, come to a resolution with your wife on how much you work and, and when you retire. Uh, let's move to our next question here. This is coming to us from Greg in Yadkinville. And Greg in Yadkinville says, I'm being offered an early retirement package from my company that includes a severance package and a pension buyout. Is it wise to consider this? Well, Greg, you are not alone in this day and age on that. Uh, Doug and I had a number of people coming to the Wealth mm -hmm. Guardians last year. Some of them were clients and some of them were people we'd never met with who were getting those same offers. Um, of course, you're asking us, is it wise to consider this? Yes, it is absolutely wise to consider it. Whether or not you actually accept it is going to be based on a lot more information that you would need to give us. And you, Greg, really need to go through our planning process because – You'll come out of that process knowing the answer to your question, uh, whether you want to accept the pension or the buyout, a uh, lot of different variables to play in there. And the process we go through, we can play a, a ton of different what-if scenarios for you, and you can pick the right outcome for yourself. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be based on a lot of financial numbers around your situation, Greg, but um it is probably a if, – if you make the wrong selection, it is not something that you can undo, unfortunately. So you really want to make sure that you've got the right answer for that. And it could be night and day between how your retirement plans out. It might not mean just a small difference in how retirement plays out for you. It could mean a massive difference. So you really do want to have a professional sit down with you and go over all of the uh, – uh, the various numbers there to see what, what uh, works in your best interest. But it's a great question, and again, you're not alone in that, Greg. And Greg, I'll just add this. Our process is free, and there's no obligation. So what do you got to lose? Uh, you just have to invest your time in meeting with us. All right, Doug, let's go to one more question here before uh, we're done for the day. Diane in North Wilkesboro comes to us and says, mm -hmm. Doug and Bryce, I'm 55, and I'm worried about the stability of Social Security. Understandable. I just don't know if it will be around for the rest of my lifetime. What are your thoughts? And uh, Diane, that is a great question. And talk about a common, common question or concern, at least, that we get is that very same concern. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, we're going to be talking about that on Tuesday evening in our workshop. Uh, might as well throw that plug in now. It's Tuesday evening at 630. It's April 27th. Uh, it'll be at the uh, Broy Hill uh, in Clemens. Uh, you can sign up by calling the number 336-391-3409 or just going online at thewealthguardians.com. Click on the events tab and register there. But yeah, Diane, you're 55. I would think at 55, you're probably, by the time they get around to doing any kind of uh, changes, uh, you're probably going to be grandfathered into what 
the benefits look like now for you. I think as folks that are 55 and younger at the time of the changes, and changes are coming. They will come. We'll talk about no this. No question about that. We'll talk about this Tuesday night, but changes will come. Uh, but I think it's the, the age group that's going to be 55 and younger when they enact the changes that are going to see the, uh, the, the most uh, – changes in in their particular plan but for you i think uh, i think things are going to be fine don't worry so much about solvency of social security they're going to make some changes to correct that uh, again we'll talk about that tuesday evening but uh, i think you're going to be okay and uh, doug social security is only designed to replace about 40 percent of the income that you had in while you were working. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. They think Social Security is going to replace anywhere from 75% to 100%. So you have to have done some savings before here. But Diane, do not rely on Social Security being your only source of income in retirement. You still got, it looks like, about another 10 years to go. And uh, we would love to help you make sure that you are on track for that retirement. Yes, we will count on Social Security being there in some form or another. But uh, as Doug said, it is likely that any changes that they make are not going to affect somebody who is already as close to retirement as you are. They're going to impact the younger generation. So don't make your reti- your uh, Social Security filing decisions based on solvency, please. That is the one thing Doug and I will caution anybody about. Make it on other factors, but don't make it on that. Doug, that leaves us. Uh, we're done for the week. 336 um, 336- yeah. 391-3409 is our phone number, folks, if you want to call us to uh, schedule an appointment with us or if you want to uh, call us to uh, register for the Social Security Seminar coming up this Tuesday, 336-391-3409. Other than that, I want everyone out there to have a great, safe weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Doug, take care. Have a good weekend.